Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody, in the Dome Podcast? Today, hey, it's fitting. Matthew Kachuk finally signed a deal yesterday. It's weird. It's almost as if we planned this. It's almost as if we planned it. Well, we have been planning on doing this. We were going to do it. Today is going to be a comparison, a player comparison, for the most part, between good old Matthew Kachuk and his papa. And his daddy. His daddy. Daddy Kachuk. Daddy Keith. Isn't it weird? So he was drafted in 1990 and Matthew was born in 1997. That's just mind-boggling to me. Insane. Like, what the heck? Basically, Keith was 25 years old. That's insane. What is with these When people? Matthew was born. Crazy. Who's having kids at 25? He's only 47. I guess, you know, Most at people. that time, at that time, in that decade, people were having kids. Well, you know what? Where I come from in, like, Christianville, it's like everybody has a kid by the time they're, like, 20. Everybody's married right out of high school. Yeah. They don't I don't wait, know if this is a localized they don't phenomenon. waste any time. Well, they want to bang so bad. They want what? Have they sex want to bang so yeah. bad that they like, oh, we need to get married. Right? So they get married right out of high school and then have kids, obviously. How strict do people fall at? I'm curious. I think it's pretty strict. Like if you're a devout Christian. And I don't even know if this is localized to my area, but it sure seems that way. It seems that way. That Christians wait until they're married in order to do the old... Well, where I'm from anyways. Horizontal mambo. Although it's... <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. Because there's... I don't know. All right, interesting fun facts. Chucky signed yesterday. Him? Oh, okay, let's just say, I'm so pumped up. Let's go, baby. I love Matthew Kachuk. Okay, you know what was interesting? After watching the Matthew Kachuk presser, the guy pretty much said more than, it sounded like more than tree living. He wanted to get a long-term deal done. The dude wants to be in Calgary. He wants to be a Calgary Despite Flame. Despite what dipshit McGee Eric Francis says. He basically said he wants to be a Calgary Flame his entire career. Which I think he will be, man. And how awesome was it to hear him talk? Because what did you say when, when, we, when we were watching the presser? I can't remember what I said. Well, what is he talking about? He's talking about oh, he's, playoffs. He's talking dude, about winning. He's talking well, about the long-term this future. This is what I noticed last season. Before the season even started, he was talking about winning. A, it was like Basically, he's like, we need to be a playoff team. Before the season even starts, he's talking about playoffs already. We need to be an annually playoff team. This guy knows what it takes to win. And what is he talking about? As soon as, like, one of the first few Winning he's a Stanley about. Cup. Yeah. And this, where us as a fan base, we need to shift our perspective, instead of just being content, being playoff, we need to start changing our expectations and our focus to contending for a cup, especially in the next two to three years. Yeah, I think that is a thing in Calgary. It is a thing. We're all just we're happy. Just like, ooh, Okay, A, we're just happy to have a hockey team it's that's true, decent. Which is understandable. B, we're just happy to be in the playoffs. No one really has expectations high enough. And I think it's time to shift that because we are in a window right now that we need to start shifting our focus here. We need to win a Stanley Cup because what has it been? We've been, a fr- we've been in Calgary for 40 years, one Stanley Cup. I was four years old and I have dick all memory. Of I wasn't even Cup. born and since then we've won, t- we've been past the first round twice. This is starting to get beyond ridiculous. This city needs another Stanley Cup. Need it. We need to be the ones because to bring we've the be- cup back We've to become weak in our expectations. And you know what? We have become weak in our expectations and you know what else? We need to be the team to bring the cup back to Canada. You know why? Because Calgarians have like an inferiority complex. Screw all these Toronto people. Screw all these Vancouver people. Montreal. Screw everybody in Edmonton. Screw everybody in Montreal. Screw everybody in Ottawa. Screw everybody in Winnipeg. We're bringing home the cup. Let's go, baby. Screw you, Canada. Screw everybody except Calgary, Alberta and Southern Alberta and Flames fans all around the world. Okay. Let's go. Now that we got that off our chest, it is true. The guy's talking about winning. Period. Playoffs. Like, this guy, wow, so valuable. He's a legit superstar. He's a legit, he's legit like Jerome Inland. He's a legit franchise like, guy. Like, seriously. More so than Mark Giordano. 100%. He is the guy. He's the guy. The he's guy. He's probably, like, what is it? He and Aginla? Yeah. Like, who else do you compare him to? You have to go back further. I don't know how... Like, I was too old to know Lonnie McDonald, but maybe... No. 
I like, guess I guess I, I don't I recall guess. a guy like this being in the organization since Jerome McGinley. We are fucking lucky to have this guy. Right? Let's start there. Let's we'll, start there. Let's do pull, it. Let's pull, pull up the draft. Let's pull up the draft. Thank you, Vancouver, for passing on Matthew Kachuk. It took this you is buddy. like this is like unwritten rule number one in, the, in in drafting is if you're in the first round, you pick the best player available. You don't EPA. pick. You don't pick for positions, and especially if you're picking the, in top, the top five. And five. Ten. Like, what if Matthews got to three and they're like, mm, we need a defenseman. Mm. No. So here's how that draft went down. So that's the 2016 draft. Again, this dude is young. I keep forgetting. Okay. He's already done how much? Exactly. And the guy is 21? Is he like one? Okay. Is he better than most of these guys? Like, he's probably... If you redo this draft, okay, like maybe I, Line A is still two. Would you take Line A over Kachuk? Oh, that's, that's a really okay, good question. It's a really good question. I think as I an, think I would. Overall, he's a better player. Yeah. He's definitely not a better goal scorer. I think I would take him. But even, like, here's the other thing. In the clutch, he's probably just as effective at... I think I would take him. Would you would I, you I, take Matthew Kachuk over Patrick Line A? I really... And I, I am would, a big Patrick Liney fan. I would because... I think I would. Because even if you're projecting what's, what the next three to five years of their careers are going to look like... I mean, okay, Liney got shot... was shot out of a cannon like these young guys do. Yeah. So in the first two years of their career, for sure you're taking Liney. But now that things are starting... The playing field is starting to level out, I'm taking Kachuk. And part of that, too, is that he's on my team. I watch him every night. I see well, his value. Well, he only has 10 less points than Liney. Yeah. 10 less points. Matt Kachuk's the third high school scorer in this draft class. Yeah. So if you redo the draft, I bet you if you redo the draft, like most teams, there's a lot of teams that would take Chucky or Lining. So here's how the top here's how the top seven went. Um, just for reference, so it's Matthews one, Line A, Pierre Luc Dubois, Jesse Pogliarvi, Oli Ulevi, Matt Kachuk, Clayton Keller. If you redo that, it's guaranteed, it's probably, well, guaranteed Matthews is number one. Yeah. But then it's line A, probably still number two. But then I think Chuck's number three. Absolutely. Oh, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You Chuck take him over three. Dubois for sure. Yeah. He's a good player. You take him over Pugliarvi all day. You take him over Ulevi all day. Yeah. So he's definitely number three. So and and like steal. I said, like I said, some team, I, I would, I'd be willing to bet most teams would actually go, would take... Chucky over Liney. Well, that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. Because everybody, even though I think they undervalue Liney, everyone's like, oh, he just scores goals. He's so one-dimensional. It's like the dude is one of the best pure goal scorers the even, game even ever some, seen. It sounds like but, even some of Jets fans are like... I know. They're like, get rid of him. They're fine with it, which is a little nuts to me. Yeah. Dude has... He and Matthews are two of the best goal scorers ever. Like, look at Matthews, though. Is he an underrated goal scorer? What? Is he underrated though? I think he's. I think he's underrated. Is he not the best goal scorer in the league outside of Alexander Ovechkin? I think he's the best goal scorer in the league. Period. Maybe. Right now he is for sure. Yeah. Over the past five years, obviously Ovi's got him, but fuck is he good? Anyways, I yeah I think Kachuk, I think every single team would take Kachuk third overall. Okay. The big the biggest thing here is the 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 Pugli Arvey, yeah who's turned out to be a dumpster fire and how much of that is the Edmonton organization that's, oil, that's Oilers that's all Oilers for me and then how much of that is um okay then you look at the the was it Ulevi the guy Ol- has yeah only Ulevi how many has he even it, played let's pull it up how many has he played NHL games yet I really don't think so okay we're gonna pull that up Ole Ulevi has played zero zero of zero NHL games. He's literally the only guy and in this the top was like, 10 to have this, not played a game. I remember watching this draft, and when Chucky was... Okay, when the fifth pick was coming up, I was like, okay, well, here goes Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. I'm like, maybe they... I thought no chance. We then all of a sudden, Vancouver picks a, this Ulevi guy. I'm just like, I almost creamed. I was like, almost. oh my god! We got Matthew Kachuk! I wish I stopped it almost. <laughs> Dude, nice. it was unbelievable. I legitimately thought I was like, "Oh, we're probably gonna get like a guy like Clayton Keller, or maybe I don't know." At that time, we were maybe looking at like a guy like Sergachev on D, or maybe another guy like Yost, like centerman. I don't know. Okay. I did not expect to be getting Makachuk. Yeah, and he is an all-star. Dude, he's an absolute like. Maybe we're just like overblowing it because of the last year he had, but fuck, is he good? We're not because we've seen the development. He didn't just, just, you know, whatever they call that, flash in a pan last year. Yeah, no, no. This has been in the making. And, I mean, the other thing that's so great, too, is that he's such a solid possession and two-way player. Yeah. Like, when do you see that in a young guy? Yeah. Very rarely, man. Like, very rarely. All right, so let's get into this. Do you want to start with some of your player comparisons, or what do you got there? 
No. Okay. All right. Matthew Kachuk shoots left. His dad shot left. His dad played some center. Yeah, I guess like his last few years or whatever. So Keith. Keith. And I'll preface Keith too. The Keith. guy over his career because we're talking money because Chucky got paid yesterday. He's on a seven mil contract. So should we uh, say this is a bit of an aside? Because I'm trying to think of like what's a fun board man got paid, tip man got paid. Is that an okay thing? Or tip is that, man? Am I reaching a little bit? Is that lame? That's kind of lame. That's not man. That's tip not, man? That's not bad. He's pretty good at tipping. Tipping is tipping. not. Yeah. Tipping. Well, anyways. so anyways, his dad. Sorry to interrupt. Over his career, his dad made eighty million dollars. Eighty mil. And it's kind of weird because we were looking at the salary breakdown. Like some of these guys used to make a shit ton of money, eh? Like in 2002, there's a motorbike because like every time we're doing something, something's going on. In 2002, 2003, he made $11 million. Wow. Okay. And coming back to the money thing, now only Jerome McGinley and Matthew Kachuk. This is mind-boggling. Within the Calgary Flame organizations of all time ever. This is so weird. Have been paid $7 million. That is or more. absolutely. I don't know why I'm so stunned by There's that. There's only two guys it seems so low. in Calgary Flames history who have ever been paid upwards of $7 million. That's insane to me. Is that so, not blow your mind? So, it is kind of weird. It's so weird. It's I'm weird. surprised that Ginla didn't even make over seven. It's like, weird to think. Little, but it's weird to think. It's very odd. All right, so they both shot. That so shocks me. What we'll do is we thought it'd be fun to bring in his dad into the equation um, and just see how the, the two players compare. His dad had a solid career. Solid. He was really good. I, I kind of forgot how good he was. I mean... So, and Keith Kachuk is actually one of five American-born players to score at least 500 goals. Yeah, and... Five. Five. In NHL history. Okay. So he, he's ones? up there. Mike Medano, Jeremy Roenick, Kachuk... Who the fuck else? Joey, Joey Mullen? Gotta be Mullen, right? I'm, I'm not even sure. I didn't see the list. Oh. But you can probably pull it up and look at And he's the sixth American player to score 1,000 points. So as far as U.S. players go, he's, he's one of the right best of all time. There. Right up there, baby. Considered to be one of the best U.S.-born well, then again, NHL like, I don't really remember him watching him that much as a kid because, I mean, he played in Phoenix and shit and played for, uh, I guess he played for the Blues most, a lot too. But Yeah, well, he was on that cup-winning team, wasn't he? What cup winning team? When Brett Hall was... No, that was... They didn't win the cup. Dallas, they didn't win the cup. Oh, yeah, that's right. Keith never won the cup, man. That's right, because St. Louis, that was their first cup. Yeah, he played played in the Winnipeg-Phoenix organization, and then the Blues, and then he played a year in Atlanta, and then he played with St. Louis again. But, I mean, he had some solid in the 90s. Like, he had back-to-back 50-goal seasons. Great. He was a great... He was a great player. Okay, so we looked it up. The Kachuk name is Ukrainian. Ukrainian! And it comes from a long lineage of weavers? You is that do what you... not say Ukraine is weak. Is that what you said? Weavers? Yeah, weavers. Weavers. As weavers. In, as, as in basket as weavers. As in weaving a basket. Yeah, I guess. That's what it says on Wikipedia anyways. The name in Ukraine stands for the name of an occupation of weaver. Interesting enough. Yep. But Kachuk doesn't seem to be... Although there's different Dude, variations. Dude, that motherfucker is a weaver for sure. Oh yeah, he's got soft hands. Oh yeah. Look at those soft hands. Okay. Great for textile production. So, Keith Kachuk was born and raised in, in Boston. Boston? Yeah, he's. So a, have you ever heard him talk? So, he's a Boston boy. He's a And, like, can we just side note sure. this real quick? I had not seen Keith Kachuk. Okay. The last time, before Matthew Kachuk got drafted, uh-huh. the last time I had seen Keith Kachuk was when he was in, in hockey playing shape. Okay. Oh my god. And then they oh, showed boy, does he when they rough. showed Keith Kachuk at the draft for Matthew. Um I like I almost peed my pants. I was laughing so hard. Dude, he doesn't even look like the same person. He's like a butterbean. Seriously. It's so hilarious all these hockey guys who are just like when they were playing like look Jesus Christ, look, we're just look <laughs> we're looking at a picture of him right now. My lord. When Keith played, he was Keith. Too, okay, when he when he was in playing shape. He was 6'2", 235. Oh, my God. Like, you just can't... You can't be that heavy in today's game <clears throat> is unless... He, is he pushing 300 pounds? Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. He's massive. Dude is gonna... Like, fucking planets are gonna start orbiting around this guy. <laughs> I think the only guy who looks worse, who I've seen recently, is uh, Ray Bork looks pretty rough. Oh, I haven't seen him. He's been pumped up with a fucking air pump, that guy. You know who who's Holy turned it around a bit is Ken Hitchcock. 
Yeah, you know what? Remember him like five to six years ago? He's always been like that. He was like like really bad. But then, yeah, he lost a whole bunch of weight. Yeah, Ray Bork is looking, I guess, yeah. No, Ray Bork. Have you seen Ray Bork? No, he's not. not What about Bill Guerin, though? That picture of the wild post? (laughs) Oh, my God. He looks rough. Oh, boy. All right. Sorry. All right. Bring it back on, on the track here. So, yeah. They're very similar. They played in U.S. high schools and whatnot. Uh, Team USA as young guys. They went. Um, they both played in university. Actually, no. Chucky didn't. Young Chucky. No, he. Yeah. So, but they both went like directly to the NHL. Oh yeah. So Keith played one year at Boston University. So these guys, I imagine, they're playing in U.S. like prep leagues, high school leagues, and whatnot. Yeah, national teams, stuff like that. Yeah, playing for the World Juniors. Both. Yeah. Both guys played World Juniors. Uh, Keith played two years. Put up good points in seven games. Both tournaments, he had nine points and seven points. Six goals and three goals. And Matthew had 11 points in seven games. Four goals. So, very similar. And then Chucky played... Or, sorry. Keith. Matthew. Keith Keith. played. They're both Chucky. They're both Chucky. But Keith played uh, one year at Boston University, then just went right to the NHL. Yeah. And then, similarly... Well, Chuck played one year in the OHL. Yeah, he played London Knights. Yeah, one season, only played fifty-seven games, had thirty goals and seventy-seven assists for, for hundred and seven points. And check out his pims. His pims were eighty. Eighty. Eighty pims. Look at his points in the playoffs. Didn't they win the Memorial Cup? Yeah, that year? I think they did. So, and and fun fact, dude, he played on the line with Mitch Marner. Mitchell Marner, baby. And it looks like he actually finished fifth in the league in scoring. Yeah, and London won the, won the Memorial Cup that year. They won 17 consecutive games to take the title. Which My is, God. Which is awesome because if you win um, at the at the junior level, like it's, instilled, it's instilled in you. You know what it takes to win, and you want to win just that much more. Just another game, eh, Mitch? Just, just another hey Mitch, game. What are you going to tell your mom, Mitch? Oh, we lost. Just another game, eh, Mitch? Just another game. If you're unsure what we're talking about, it's a CBC documentary. That was done on Mitch Marner and his dad. And his and dad was a asshole. Dad. Dad's a prick. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, both like right into the NHL. Keith, you want to go through some of his numbers? Well, he, I'm just looking at the 1990 draft. So he was drafted 19th overall by the Jets in 1990. Yeah. This is a pretty crazy draft. I don't know why he didn't go higher. Owen Nolan went first overall. Okay. Um, Peter Nedved, Keith nice. Primo, Mike Ricci. My God. Yarmar Yager went fifth overall. Didn't see that coming, eh? Jesus Lord, why did who? Oh wow, look at his point totals compared to everybody else's. Wow. Holy crap, that's got to be one of the steals of all time. Yarmar Yager yeah. fifth overall. Yep. But yeah, other guys who went ahead of Keith Scott Sissons, Daryl Sidor, Darian Hatcher. Sidor and Hatcher were pretty good. And you'll see the Flames. Um, yeah, so the Flames took Trevor Kidd oh, in overall. Good thing we had taking Kachuk good or thing we Marty had Trevor Broder Kidd, or, yeah. or any of those other guys or Felix Potvan. So that was a really good. Really All right, good pick there. interesting draft. So Keith played. What was it? Almost twenty seasons. Yeah, he played from 1991 to 2010, which is a pretty... I always say that. It's kind of weird. Like, Imagine like be living through that period of hockey and that change. And imagine making, that it through, insane? making it through 20 seasons. Right? And actually being a physically dominant player. I know. Like His last three seasons in the league were pretty good. Like I can't imagine a time period between when hockey changed so okay. much. Think of it this way. 20 years. Imagine playing in the NHL for 20 crazy. years. It's crazy, man. Anyways, the guy was basically a point-per-game player in the NHL. Well, here's his career totals. 538 goals, 527 assists. 1,200 games. Yeah, 1,200 games, 1,065 points. So, so he's like just games. under a point per game. Yeah. Yeah. And I and you look through his, his season to season, some of the seasons when he played less games, so he was probably battling injuries, yeah. well, is I, when he had lower point totals. So probably if he wasn't, if he was healthy throughout, he probably would have been above. Well, also game. it's like how many lockouts? This guy was in two lockouts, right? Like a whole season lost to the lockout in two thousand four, two thousand five, right? And then ninety four, ninety five was a half season. So that's another like dude put up twenty two goals in forty eight games that year. If that's pro rated, he's probably a forty goal guy. So. It's kind of like when you look at some of these guys who do their career stats suffered from the lockouts. He's probably he's one of them. He was through two. He was through a, year, a whole year and a half. He missed, so that probably brings his goal totals down as well. Yeah. 
Okay, and then so Matthew Kachuk, first year as a flame, 76 mm. games played, 13 goals and 48 points, and 105 pimps first year. For real? Holy cow, he was a pain in the ass that year, eh? Yep. Second year, 68 oh, games played, 24 goals, 25 points, sorry, 25 assists for 49 points. And then last year, 80 games played, Ooh. 34 goals. Ooh. You got to love that. 34, 34. goals. 43 points for 77 points. Oh, baby. Dude, third year in the season. What a beauty. As a 20-year-old, you're a point-per-game player. What a beauty. So, yeah, I would say he had a breakout season last year. Oh, for sure. Huge season last year. Okay, so let's get to this part. But what's been awesome is, like, even though his his counting stats shot through the roof this season, he has been a fucking fantastic possession player in all three seasons as a 19, 20, 20 21-year-old. The okay. 3M line has been dominant. He is an all-round player. An all-round The, the guy literally does it all. Seriously. I mean, he's not a big fighter, but he definitely doesn't shy away from any physicality in any way. I mean, and he gets a rap of, like, actually shying away because he's turtles and whatnot. Well, you know what? Yeah, I think if but, you don't watch the Flames, everyone's like, oh, he's like Marchand. No, he isn't. Like, when does he... he like, he's a pain in the ass, but he's not, like... He's never shy. He's shy. not like a rat. He doesn't shy away. Have you ever seen him make a dirty play? Well, the Drew Doughty one arguably was dirty. Come on, that was sick. I loved it. I know, I loved it too. But it was awesome. But if you were an LA Kings fan, you fucking hate that. I don't know. He went to hit him and Doughty kinda like dropped to his knees. It's not Kajuk's fault. Is that what you're talking about? The hit? The first elbow. No. Oh the oh the yeah. Elbow. Okay, the elbow. A little dirty, but I yeah. mean nothing like But how awesome was Brad Marchand? Okay, the next game. Was amazing. Oh, so good. It's that like was one how, of the best how is Chucky gonna handle this? So first, right away, he gets the fight out of the way. Yeah. Again, doesn't shy away. He no. knows. He no. knows. He's he knows. Gonna fight. That's the code, right? If it was Marchand, he would not have fought anybody. He would have been a fucking just pain in the ass all game. You would have hated him even more. He would have been licking guys' face. Yeah. Okay. I love Brad Marchand. But. So, anyways, Chucky fights, gets out of the way, and then does he shy away from Drew Doughty? Yeah. No. Takes more runs at the guy. Clean ones. Don't you love this guy? My God. I love this guy. How do you not have a hard-on for this? I do right now. (laughs) Okay. So, total all-around player. The guy does it all. He does, man. This is a a total example. If you can't see the intangibles that this guy brings to the team, then you're fucking blind. Well, and he brings them as well as bringing... It's like both best of both worlds. Yeah. Because his tangible... Tangible stats, his yep. counting stats, his possession metrics, everything. Absolutely great. And just to to couple that with, because you're saying the best of both worlds, one of the main things I wrote here is like, if I look at it, this guy has the perfect breed of old-time hockey mixed in with how the game is played today. Yeah, He it's brings, true. and it's like, you look at, okay, we are just looking at some videos of Keith Kachuk playing his last games. He, like, Matthew Kachuk grew up in an NHL dressing room, pretty much. Like, the guy knows nothing. Like, he, this guy lives, lives breathes, sleeps, injected into his veins. Hockey, baby. This guy takes shot, warning shots. He eats just, pieces of vulcanized rubber for breakfast. This motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do some scorecard comparisons between Matthew and his dad. And I'm, the scorecard is going to be Matthew now and Matthew projected. Compared to what Keith was as a whole, and more so leaning to how he was in his peak. Even though his last seasons, he's put up good numbers. Well, dude, as well. He, like I'm just looking at his stats right now. Like I mean, he had those back-to-back 50 goal seasons in '95 to '97. Like 50 goals, had 40 goals in 1997-1998. Which, by the way, Matthew was born in 1997. But continue. There you go. Um, and I mean, like those were not easy times to score goals, man. Right? Like back in those days, like that was those were tough. And then he like. Between in 2001 you, you and 38 goals. You literally had to be able to score a goal with somebody hanging off Seriously. You. Somebody water skiing, another guy slashing you. And I mean, he's playing in Phoenix slash Winnipeg. Like, I mean, he had Jeremy Roenick, but that's pretty much it. Right? So, and then I mean, his last few years in the league, like, in St. Louis, as a 35, 36-year-old, he had uh, seasons of 27 and 25 goals. Like, pretty good. Yep. I don't know. Like, it just, I, I was a little surprised that he had played that, like, that many seasons and had been that prolific, prolific of a scorer. Yeah. Okay. Right. Size and strength. Remember, this is out of five ratings. So, five is, like, the best of all time. Okay. 
So only Gretzky and some guys are going to be up at five levels. Yeah, so they have Legends teams on NHL 20. Gretzky's at 97 overall, not a 99. Oh, come on. Right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so fucking stupid. How do you... Okay, if anybody's going to be 100... Right? It's like the best player of all the time. The best player of all time because EA, the dorks over programming EA are like... What else are you comparing it to? Seriously. Like how, can, who would, how can you be better than the best of all time? I know. Like, it's, are he's you not kidding? even the best of all time. He's like the best, best of all time by like an unbelievable degree. In any sport. Have you ever seen that um, that graph where it's like it shows the normal di- distribution of players and then it's like shows the, everybody and then it's like Gretzky is such an outlier. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you have shown me that. It's insane. He exists. He's on another planet. It's like here's everybody else and then here's Gretzky and he's Literally like. Literally on another anyways, planet. Fuck you, EA. That is so dumb. That dumb. At least give him a 99. Seriously. Like why wouldn't you? I do not like that one bit. Okay. He doesn't like it. All right, let's get to the player comparison let's here. Let's do it. First category, size and strength. Is that a five? So, as Great a whole... Keith now. As a whole, I put... <laughs> Keith now. As a whole, Keith, 4.7. Dude, he was a monster. You know what? We were just actually watching him fight Dion Phaneuf. Dion actually gave... Holy him. shit, Dion pegs him. Dion won that oh, fight. Oh, totally. But Keith was how old? Like, 40? He was like... No, he's only like 37. Well, it's like 40. But still, Dion, like, pegged him a few times. Anyways. So, I don't... That's probably the biggest difference between the two two players as Matthew and his dad. Is I got Matthew currently at a 4.2. And I got him projected to be about a 4.5. Well, Matt, he's pretty big. He's 6'2", and yeah. he's 202. Yeah, but... Like, not small. I only say he... From a size perspective, he's definitely noticeably uses that to his advantage. Yeah. But from a strength perspective, it's not like he's physically dominating. No, and it's like it's again, it's the game today, right? Like well, he's yeah. a big guy, but That's would you if you just like off the cuff were like is Matt Kachuk a big player, you'd probably think, Yeah, I bet not. Yeah. So it's interesting. So yeah, four point two current, projected to be four point five. So when it's all said and done, his dad gets an extra two point two points there. Okay, skating. I got his dad at a four point zero. I don't really remember watching him play too much. I feel yeah. like Matt's a better skater, though. Yeah. I got him. Actually, I have Matt right now as a 4.0, coming in and then projected to be a 4.1. How much better of a skater do you think he is? Well, I mean, he's like 30 like, pounds lighter. Did, so. I, did I mark that too small? Well, you know what? Like, to me, that's where. The one has- criticism of Kachuk's game, Matty's, Matty's, <laughs> Matt Kachuk's game, is that he's not the greatest skater. Yeah, and I think that's really. Because we'll get to this eventually as, like, areas for improvement. Yeah. That's, like, there's a couple things that, that I could pick out, but probably if, if he... If you're nitpicking. But, if, yeah, but if, let's say he did increase his skating ability. But is he that bad of a skater? He's, he's no, fast. He's not bad. He's not a bad skater. Like that's the one thing you can kind of... Oh, he's maybe not the but greatest he's, But skater. he's not in the upper echelon. Yeah, he's not like Johnny Gaudreau quick. So, yeah. I guess you could kind of criticize him on that front, but I mean, he's still a good skater. Okay, shot and scoring, his daddy is better. His daddy, well, until Matt puts up 50 goals, you can't say not. Yeah, so shot and scoring, I put Keith as a 4.6, just high. Like right now, I got Chucky as a 4.0, projected to be 4.4. Certainly could be, and I mean, he's got a he's got a great release. He's got that Kachuk release. Like, those goals he scores off the rush where he does that, like, it's not even a toe drag. He just kind of curls the puck yeah. into the heel yeah. of the stick and just fucking rips it and kind of uses the d-man as a yeah scored a few of those now yeah baby okay so so far keith's better now puck handling well i mean it's hard to say keith isn't better overall this motherfucker scored 500 nhl goals well keith is in the top five of american born players of all time so we'll see where matthew finishes after his career so puck handling keith 4.1 matthew 4.1 yeah i agree matthew projected 4.3 yeah he you know what He's got good puck handling. Yeah. I, especially for like a big guy that yeah. obviously has a bigger stick. He, he's not like fumbling he's around. He's creative with the puck. He is he moves it well. I, I don't know. I like watching him handle the puck. And a lot of these big guys, like they can't really handle stick handle a phone booth that well. I feel yeah. like Chucky can do a decent job stick handling a Dude phone Dude is so deadly in front of the net. Like yeah. so deadly. He's deadly and tight. Like and he, he's so good. I don't know. Not the tipping pucks is... is uh, Puck handling. Yeah. But motherfucker can tip pucks. I'm sorry I'm swearing some All right. Today. Physical play. I got his dad ranked better, and I think part of this is because of the style of the game is different. Yeah. If it was still... Okay, if we're still talking 80s to 90s, I bet you Chucky has a different style of game. Oh, yeah. Totally. But anyways, physical play got his dad 4.6. 
I got Chucky at a 4.1. His dad was scary. Projected to be 4.4. Trusty one went bald and looked like an old man, like scary. Yeah, right. Like he goes, if you watch, I don't know why, we were just like, we Googled Keith Chuck highlights and one of the first thing that pops up is him fighting Phaneuf. Yeah. <laughs> he takes off his helmet and just like charges Phaneuf. It's so fucking scary. Yeah. It's just, like old man coming but at Phaneuf you. Phaneuf actually wins the fight. No, I know. It's weird. I was impre- impressed. Yeah, me too. There. Okay. Offensive play. His dad, 4.5. Yep. Currently, I got Chucky at a 4.4. Dude, he's good. Projected to be 4.6. So I got him projected to be better than his dad overall offensively. He certainly could be. And again, Keith put up in some insane seasons. But here's some like just some stats you may not have seen on Mac Chuck. So he had 34 goals last year, obviously. But he was ninth in inner slot shots. Wow. So like right in front of that. Ninth in the league. Wow. Second in deflection goals. Second. Yeah. With nine. And third in rebounds recovered. Wow. And and I think of the guy, he's more of a playmaker than a goal scorer. Good job. So if, if he's spending that much time in the sl- slot and putting up those types so of matches. So good in front of the net. Plus. So good. He playmakes. Like we saw that one goal yesterday. It was against Detroit where he dangled around the goaltender and just slid it up into the slot and Johnny oh, was there. Oh, that was kind of sick. That was against Detroit, right? Like oh, he's he's got soft playmaking ability. Oh, he does too. He's got lots of vision. He's so creative. Yeah. He's very, yeah, he's good. He's incredibly skilled, man. Okay, defensive play, honestly, I didn't really know how to mark Keith because I don't recall. But I I did my best guess at a 4.2. The one thing I saw, again, the one thing that leads me to, yeah, he could be good because he got like some Selkie votes in his later seasons. Look at this. In like 2006 to 2008, he got some Selkie votes. I mean, they so, didn't. They so didn't prob- start- probably is better than a four point two. Maybe yeah, like, a four point four. Again, I don't really remember watching him. Yeah. But I mean, he looks like he's a pretty good two way player. Like even if you look at his possession metrics, and they only track them for the last three seasons of his career. But I mean, pretty, pretty good, man. Like not great, but for a thirty five year old, they're okay. So yeah, I don't know. I I feel like he was probably a better two way player than some people might assume. But I don't know. It's hard to tell without watching him. Okay. Defensive player, now I got Chucky. Maybe this is a little bit low. 4.0. Projected to be 4.3. Dude, he's like, again, I don't know about his actual defensive play. I'm just looking at his, um, I mean, it looks pretty great. Like, nobody, like, he's an amazing possession player. So, very few, like, when the Flames are on the ice, very, very rarely are they getting outplayed in their own end. Um, his defensive expected goals against is a little, uh, not as good as I would have thought it. But, I mean, shot attempts against, like, dude. I mean, he's, the back in line has always been good at that, but Kachuk specifically, oh man, he's, fuck, he's good possession-wise. Like, so good. Like, here's his Corsi percentage over the past three seasons. 55.9, 57.7, 57. Right. Like, he's and so, this, like, no teams are getting shots against him. When this is where ice. we bring this back to the whole comparison, comparing him with lining. Yeah, exactly. Like, do a quick comparison. Let's do a quick comparison. Let's do a quick comparison because... Let's look at it. Bring it up. Here you okay, go. so here I'm just we're looking at Matthew Kachuk versus Patrick Laine in terms of uh, their regularized adjusted plus minus charts. Yeah, like Kachuk is unbelievable, like an unbelievable defensive player in comparison. Well, and maybe okay, we'll give Laine a bit of a little bit of benefit of the doubt here because even him in the offseason, the reason why there's so much drama right now is Winnipeg because yeah. he came out to the Finnish reporter whatever the fuck and basically said. Well, the they way, don't play me where I should play. Yeah, he basically the way that he kind of repaired thing was just saying, well, what I meant to say, yeah, he wasn't talking trash about Brian Little. What I meant to say was that I wish I played with the best players. Yeah, which now, I agree with. Now, definitely, if you're comparing who Matthew Kachuk plays with, yeah, compared to Line A, oh yeah, and maybe that's a organization. But still, he plays on the second line. Yeah, right? it's true, but he, but maybe the organization and Paul Maurice needs to do a better job of. Pairing him. Oh yeah, I think Paul Maurice doesn't handle him particularly greatly. Because if if a guy does have questionability in the defensive end of the zone, yeah. then you want to put him with stronger defensive guys. Yeah. But anyways, all things aside, there's no comparison between No comparison defensively, and I mean even offensively, like in terms of pure goal scoring, Line is scoring more, but Kachuk's expected goals are higher, his shot contributions are higher. Yeah. Um, and he's a way better defensive player. So if you're having to pick now that I'm just looking at these, like, yeah. I'm picking Kachuk. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of teams that are picking Chucky, even though Line A can outscore him. Yeah. Right? So, I, yeah, I, fuck, I would take Kachuk, man. Like, man, like, this is, again, 
I don't think we understand how good this guy is. No, like, I don't think, and I think most Flames fans get it, because we watch him on a night-in, night-out basis. But they, they don't they get it to an extent where they articulate it and explain it. Exactly, and see, like, how good he is. Not only how good he is at driving play, but how good he is defensively, how unbelievable great he is as a, as a possession player. He's the best play, I've said this a million times, he's the best play driving player on the Flames. He's better than Gaudreau. He's better than Monaghan. He's better than... He's the best play driver on the team. And that's not just opinion talking. That's... Yeah, literally. Analytic fact. Go look at their... Go look at all their possession metrics. Chuck's the best. Okay. And like, shit, man. Yeah, because you're right. Intuitively, as a Flames fan watching the game, you know how valuable he yeah. is. But, I don't know, linguistically? Is that what a... Linguistically, linguistically analytically... Analytically speaking... Like, even if you look at Braden Point, like, he's literally comparable to Braden Point. I know Braden Point had an insane season last year. Okay, and this is a good another debate, too. It's like, okay, Chucky got paid more, and some people are like, oh, he's getting paid more than Braden Point. If you're looking at their counting stats, like, yeah. Braden Point's better, but... When you look at how valuable the player is to the team, are you kidding me? Matthew Kachuk is way more valuable way to the Flames valuable. than Point is to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is he really that far off in terms of his offensive output? Like, he had 34 goals. I know Point had 40 and 90 this year, but not that far off. Are they the same age? Uh, I think Point's two years older. Exactly. So, there you go. So, in two years, Matthew Kachuk's going to be better than Brandon Point kid, is now. Like, literally, this kid, to me, again, we've said this a hundred times, he's the future of the this team. Is why, a doubt. This is why, without a doubt, I'm getting a Matthew Kachuk jersey. Yeah, you know Heritage, what? Heritage Classic. We said that, we were talking about this last time. I don't know if I was in a bad mood or whatever. Well, the thing is, Chucky wasn't signed yet. So yeah, was, so I was like, mm, it's not on my top jersey list. He's number one on my top jersey list. I'm getting a 19 jersey as soon as I can. He's also number one on mine. All right. Okay. Hockey Sense, I got his dad at a 4.4. Mm-hmm. I got Chucky currently at a 4.2. Projected to be a 4.5. Oh, yeah. Better than his daddy. He's... <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> no, I... You know what? Chucky's just so... You cannot make He's me. such a unique player, isn't he? He's just, like, so good. I think... I'm going to come back to this. What I said at the beginning is that he's the perfect it's balance weird. between old-time hockey yeah. and... The new style of the game. He's an agitator with scoring, playmaking, defensive ability. Is there anybody in the league that you can think of that has a better balance? Because even if you look at Marshawn, which is pretty comparable, Marshawn is probably more highly skilled. Yeah. But he doesn't have old-time hockey. He's just a rat. He's just Yeah, he's just an agitator. And I mean, Chuck could have more upside, like more... like, the ceiling could be higher. Because if you remember, Marchand just recently has kind of turned into a big point producer. Okay, imagine if Chucky was playing with Bergeron oh, and Pasternak. Oh, my God. Imagine if Chucky was playing with Johnny and Monty, which we might get to see a bit of. I want to see that. I don't think so we, okay. bad. Based on the way I know Bill Peter operates, I don't think we're going to see it. And I don't mind it because if you're looking at spreading your depth throughout, you know, if you're if you're <clears throat> following up the Johnny Monty Lindholm line with Chucky Backlund... Yeah. And One of the best league. possession play driving lines in the league, like they can't go wrong. But they do have to to address the center depth. No, it's got I exposed agree. in the playoffs. Yeah, the three M line when they're going is one is the best second line in the league, bar none. I think. And we have arguably when the Johnny Money Lindholm is That's arguably one the, of the top lines. Right? Exactly. So then you have the top two lines in the league. I'm so stoked. Isn't it? Okay, just I've said this. I don't know if I said this yesterday, but isn't it sweet? Have Froelich and Brody on the team as well as Kachuk? I think so. That's sweet. That, you know how much that rounds out your depth? Oh, you man. Have, you have no depth question anymore. It's, it's kind of awesome. Zero. You're like overflowing oh. with depth. You know what, though? Somebody did post what the lines would look like if the Kadri and Zucker trace has gone through. Well, and that's the other thing. Ooh, is like, imagine if we nice. did have Kadri as a third-line center. Oh. But that's okay. Back to the drawing board. It's okay. It's okay. At least we know that Tree knows what he's trying to address. Exactly. And I think there are better options than Kadri. I think we can do better. I think we can do better. And you know what? After hearing the presser yesterday, I I'm actually on this. I'm actually siding with Tree on this. Me that too. It was better for the team, especially knowing. I guess where I was frustrated is like, hey, you might lose Chucky. I don't think. Yeah. The rate, after hearing Chucky speak, I think the risk of losing him is very low. Well, it was the so guy. Hard. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Else. I know, and it was so hard because like. I don't know. Like, can we trust reporters anymore? It was just so no. over the summer. Are you kidding me? It was just me? incredibly frustrating because all we were hearing was like the speculation was way away. off. They're far. He'll hold out, and we were just like, "Well, fuck! Why are we? We got all these bad contracts. He wants we're not to go elsewhere. Them. Exactly. That's all we hear. And it's just like, even though I knew he was going to sign, I would. I don't know. It was just kind of frustrating. So I think I was like, not that I'm like letting Brad for living off the hook because I think he's screwed up a lot, but I'm a li- I'm a, I'm 
I'm more forgiving now, and I'm like, thank God all this is over. Yeah. Let's just have a good fucking season. Now that it's done and Bradtree leaving has completed the yeah. most important thing on any GM's exactly. checklist yeah. on the offseason, I'm not so hard on the guy right now. Me too. I have my faith has honestly, I'm gonna say it, go out and say it. My faith has been restored. My faith has been my faith has dwindled over the summer. Yes. And it's still at probably an all-time low, but it's much higher than it was pre-Kachuk being signed. And I am in the exact same boat. Okay, last category, competitiveness. His dad, 4.2. That's probably low. I don't know. But anyways, I, okay, do I you remember Chuck. watching Keith Kachuk play? Because I sure as shit don't. No. I, I remember watching I, him play a okay, very here's, little bit. Here's what I remember about Keith Kachuk. Rock him, sock him. Yeah, that's literally all I ever saw. Because when he was like in his prime, I was super little. And I actually, you know what I do actually remember a bit? Because I think he played against Flurry when he was in, in Phoenix. Oh, really? And I think I remember when it was the Chuck, when it was the Kachuk and Ronick combo. I think I saw probably like three or four. Well, yeah, years that's of that. the only reason I remember him is from like the U.S. teams, like when it was those really good U.S. teams, like Madano and Garen and Brett Hall and uh, Jeremy Ronick and Keith Kachuk. Yeah. That's what I remember him for than actually playing because I was really little yeah, and we yeah. never really had like TV. Well, what how old are you? Twenty-eight. Yeah, so I'm I'm six years older than you. <clears throat> six. Yeah. Whoa. So yeah, I, I got I saw a little bit more. Of yeah, Keith I don't really Chuck. remember Keith Chuck. And then he put, like he played in Phoenix. Like again, when you're a young Canadian kid, and we live on a farm, so we didn't have satellite TV or anything. All you get to watch is hockey nights. You never see Phoenix or St. No. Louis. So no. I very I my recollection of him is very little other than being on the U.S. national team. Anyways, I got Chucky's competitive level four point two, the exact same, but I got him projected to be four point six. Yeah. I think that this guy. It's all going to depend on how if you can win a championship and how close. If if you can't win it, how close can you get? I love this kid so much. I don't know if I had forgot because I hadn't seen him all summer. Watching that press conference yesterday, I love. I, I love this kid. I agree. He's my fa- and I. He's my favorite. Flame. My me too. He's my Listen, favorite flame. Two three days ago, I said Mark Giordano was my favorite. <laughs> no, two three days ago, he wasn't even in my top five. Idiot. He's number one. Oh, I can be. My opinion can change on a dime. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. He's my favorite. Hundred percent, number one on my jersey list. Yeah, me too. But I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen as soon as the deal got done. Yeah, and it's too bad because now that we know the truth, isn't it weird? It had nothing to do with I him. Know. with him holding it's out. So or him. stupid. <sighs> yeah. That's why you know what? I'm never going to get you. You, you kind of. I don't know why we always get. I guess if it's your own guy and it's so personal and so close to home, yeah. it's like you you've kind of buy into some of these narratives. You're like, oh shit, are we going to lose him? It's like, no, of course not. The guy wants to be Calgary. So it oh was, my god, I I love this guy. I love this guy oh my so god. much. I love him. Sorry for gushing all over this. I love fucking him. microphone, guys. Matthew, I love it. Okay, so as a total, as a whole, Keith three thirty nine point three out of I don't know what the total will be, but whatever it is. Um, and then I got Chucky projected to be thirty nine point seven. So projected to be overall better than his dad. We'll could, see. That would be an insane the thing. Career, is. Man. Careers seem to be a bit shorter now. Oh yeah, because the the game it's so young, it, it's and so a, fast. It's a youthful game right it's, now. It's beyond youthful. So you may like. There's prob. I bet you what's going to happen is in 15 years from now we'll start to see a comparison of like okay, the the era of the game has changed. Guys can't play as old as they as they once did, and so we'll probably see more of like a projected what players could have. Put up points if they would have played right. yeah, the yeah. same amount of games the yeah. average was, you know, in 1990 or whatever. Well, you, there's some websites you can go to where it's like where um, you can pull up things in Hockey Reference. I've got it pulled up right now of like of adjusted statistics. So they adjust like NHL career leaders for like adjusted points based on the era and a bunch of other shit. Keith Chuck, 57th overall in adjusted points. Yeah, that's no slouch right there. no slouch. He's like within Phil Housley, Frank Mahovlich, Patrick Gilliash, Daniel Sedin era. Just that's, as a, that's, that's legendary. Isn't that unbelievable? You're around the top 50. That's legendary, man. Little Here's something that's absolutely mind-boggling. Yep. 15th overall in p- adjusted points in the NHL of all time, Jerome McGinley. Of 15th, all time. 15th overall. All time. All time. All-time NHL history books. And he wasn't on the top 100 players list the NHL put out a couple years ago? Joke. Are you kidding me? That's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just a loca- locale thing. Obviously. But, you know, maybe that's why we kind of feel as Flames fans, like, Kyrie always kind of just falls under we the radar. We have inferiority complex. Yeah. Anyway. So we got to switch that. We got to win a cup. Yeah, baby. Okay, strengths. Chucky. Top. Stop strength. Plays in the fabric of the game. He's got so many strengths. We've touched on this. He just does everything. He does everything. 
He lives and breathes hockey. He plays in the fabric of the game. He's a dominant possession player. Drives plays, solid offensive play driver. Like, seriously, man, he's good. He's a leader, competitor, wants to win. You've heard this before. He drags your team into the battle each and every night. He generates shots at an unbelievable rate. I mean, the only thing that's a little low is his actual goal-scoring ability. But we saw him score 34 goals last year, so I think that's going to start coming around. Well, you know, I think he, he's a bit of a playmaker first. Yeah. So if, if you're a bit of a playmaker first, all you're really looking to do is balance out your goals and assist total. Yeah, exactly. Which was pretty close last year. So, man, man, he's good. Because last year, yeah, he was 34 goals, 43 assists. So, yeah, if you can balance that out between like 40 and 40, like, yeah. he's pretty much there. Yeah. Okay. Two, solid two-way player. We touched on it. Mm-hmm. Playmaking ability, well-rounded. Does just about everything. He does everything. He's similar to his dad. His dad did pretty much everything too. Yep. Okay. And I mean, again, another one of his strengths is his net front's pre- net front presence. Like, like I said, second in deflection goals last year, ninth in the league in inner slot shots, and tied for third for recovered rebounds in yeah. the league. Does That's pretty insane. much everything well. So let's look at areas for improvement. Right. If he were to improve his game, yeah. I agree. I had number one on my thing is make your shot more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's his pure goal scoring ability. And I think we might see it. Like we've seen flashes of him being a sniper. Well, you saw, I, I think he is. He scores a lot of greasy goals. Yeah. And his his unbelievable um, season on the power play last year, I think if he gets. That's true. And he will be on the top power play unit. And again, you got to think. They I, were so much better on the power play. They are so much better when he's on. And you got to think if it's on. the same unit yeah. as a, in the second season, they should be even better. Yeah. They had good success last like, year. He was fantastic. He's on pro- the power what? Play. He's got to be the best tipper in the league. Number two in deflection goals. Number two. Who's number one? I don't know. Ryan O'Reilly? I don't know. So some of these stats I get from are from the pointhockey.com. So they're owned by SportLogic, which is a private company. So they just they release certain stats. So I you don't really have access to all okay. of them. So I don't know who's number one, but he's number two in the league in deflection goals. All right. Obviously, we touched on the skating thing. If there's an area to pick on where he might have a bit of a weakness. I guess. But he's definitely he's still a fine. He's probably skater, even right? slightly above average. Right? I don't know. Like, so yeah, like is obviously, but yeah, let's say he could sure. be even better skater. Sure. I can't hurt his game. Yeah. And then the only other thing I have here is like, and I think we'll see this with age and maturity and more seasons in the league, is just just even more consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because without a doubt, if you think of like, okay, who's your who's the guy that comes top of mind when you're like, okay, we need a goal here? Like how many times have you been that spark that the yeah. team needs? To cue a comeback or to get back in the game. Like, he's always there. Well, I think we need to see more consistency. And, I mean, I think one thing that does he does escape criticism from is his performance in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Because everybody keys on how that Monahan and Goudreau couldn't get it done. I mean, he scored a goal in game one, but he was... He scored pro- two goals. Empty he scored, oh, yeah. He, he had an empty But he kind of disappeared for the yeah. rest of the series. No, it's true. And so, but I know... I think your breakdown of it is that that line was so focused on shutting yeah, down McKinnon. Exactly. And, like, your hands were full. Oh yeah, that guy was fl- that, guy that guy was, was super flying human. the fuck around. Okay, so. and I and I feel like the comparability that you want to draw, and and I, this is like this isn't even overwhelming for him. Compare yourself to Jerome. You got to be as consistent as bringing it every night as Jerome was. And not maybe, only, not only bringing it, but maybe we're overblowing this, being like he's drawing it. But I don't think we are, man. No, when you watch this guy play every night. So I think what he's only played three seasons. As you get as he plays more full seasons, we're gonna see more consistency across the board. Yeah. And the thing that's the thing that's surprising to me is that he oh fuck. He's just I don't know. Like I Michael Backlund's a good player, but I think Matthew Kuchuk is the is the is the reason that line is so successful. The three yeah. M line. I agree. Like I think in, yeah, you, in combination they're great. Yep. Yeah. But I think if you take Kachok off that line, it suffers more than if you take Backlund off that line. Yep, I 100% agree. So, yep. All right, well, there's oh. there's about 40 minutes of just straight gushing about just a player. Gu- it is a gush. It is a gush session. It's a gush fest over hey, here. Hey, how about, you miss gushers? 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 You know what? Gushers were good. Ooh, I like As gushers. far as the options that I you had. I was allowed. Because you had fruit roll-ups, which is... I like fruit roll-ups. Yeah, but in compared to gushers... Gushers were always a treat. Then you had, what was the other one? It was like so soda pop. Ooh, I don't like those. Ew, well, I know what you're talking about though. They were like kind of so delicious. So delicious. So delicious. Ew, those were gross. They had like the weird fuzzy thing on the like, yeah. texture over it. But the gushers, man. The gushers are so good. Anyways, there's your gush fest, guys. Gush fest. There's Matthew Kachuk gush fest. I hope it was a little insightful more than just gushing. 
I think so. We learned a few things along we the way. A few things that it's that comparable to Liney is. Yeah, that's unreal. Very, I'll post that on our Instagram. Very interesting. I think he's gonna have a another solid season. I'm. You know what? I'm so looking forward to watching another season of Matthew Kachuk. I am so looking forward to another season of Calgary Flames hockey. So am I. Right? And isn't it weird? Like, just as a quick little aside. Isn't it odd how much... Like, this is why you need to have a good team once in a while. Right? Like, I think it's undervalued. Because it's like, how many seasons were it's like, oh, fuck. Dude, we were so terrible that for second so season long. of Glenn Galton hockey, oh. I swear, I've said this a million times, I didn't watch. I didn't watch. The last third, I couldn't. It and now painful. it's just like, I cannot wait yeah. to watch. And you know what? Now that we have Chucky back and Lucic, I don't know, man. I, I'm back on the fence again. <laughs> Lucic had one game last night, and you're like, I'm back on, baby! But the thing that stood out was when Derek Ryan got clocked. And Lucic, he didn't see it because Derek Ryan was passing it to Lucic, and Lucic was turning up the play. But when Lucic came to the scrum, I just got a really solid feeling from knowing that big bad Lucic could kick anybody's ass if he wanted to. (laughs) So what do we expect out of Chucky this season? What are you thinking? All right, point per game again, maybe exceeds it. I think we're going to see a, a few more goals scored. See, and I'm kind of, when we were doing the point projections, I was like, okay, hey, I think he's going to score less, but I don't know. Like, if he plays if he plays on the top line, which I think that could be unbelievably deadly. I don't think we'll see him on the top line. I think we should, man. That would be I, amazing. I think we should to at least see what it's like. Because he and Johnny, like, that's a deadly combo. Because what, what did you, okay, do you want to get into what you said to me earlier today? Yeah. Your hot take? Give me my hot take, baby. You give it to me. What was it again? <laughs> <laughs> you said Matthew Kachuk plays with Johnny Gaudreau for a full season. Yeah, scores 50. Could be a 50-goal score. Yeah. You think so? My hot take is if Chucky played a full season with Johnny Gaudreau, he could score 50 goals. And that seems insane, but not really when I think about it. So I think he's probably in the 80-point range, point per game. Yeah. Um, I think he. I think his goal total is he repeatable could, because he, he's so good at those in those high danger areas in front of the net, and he's so good on the power play. Yeah. So and he seems like he's just gonna get better. Oh yeah, exactly. He's twenty one. Twenty one. So if the power play is even a little bit better this year than it was last year, he could see a bump of like maybe a couple goals and maybe five to ten points. So I have. He's the one guy who I don't. I, I don't remember what I said in the point. <laughs> Projection thing or whatever, but out of the guys like Gaudreau, Monahan, Lindholm, regressing in terms of point totals, I think Kachuk is the one guy who I think being I would take the over on. Gush fest. Gushers.